Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance Plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. A podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Crosses over on Herb, drives into the lane, baseline, jumper blocked by Jones! He's got it, not on Herb, baby, not on Herb! Herb! Herb, Herb! The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi, joined by the relentless Jim Eichenhofer, uh, because we won't stop. People keep saying, hey, are these player podcasts going to keep coming out? We won't stop, because Jim keeps grinding. Uh, and today we're going to have Mr. Todd Graffinini, radio play-by-play voice for our New Orleans Pelicans, talking about Mr. Herbert K. Jones. Yes, and I'm looking forward to speaking with Graf about Herb. He seems to be a big supporter, but then again, big Herb fan. I feel like everyone is a pretty big supporter How of Herb these days. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the guy, the guy's awesome. I think his, it's not just the stuff that he does on the floor and the contributions he makes defensively, improved his shooting, especially in the latter part of yeah. the regular season. Just his demeanor. I mean, from day one, I feel like Herb vibes, people man. love the guy. Last season was was incredible to see him go from. At the very beginning of the season, his rookie year, you weren't sure necessarily how much of a role he was going to have. And right. then by like the second or third game, he was in the starting lineup. And it sounded like Willie Green by the second or third game was like, yeah, we need to have him on the floor as much as possible. And um, he was coming off the bench in summer league. Yeah. And then it didn't take him long for people to just be like, man, this guy is really valuable. Yeah, he is undeniable. And it's just great to see him getting some recognition around the league. You know, it wasn't that long ago that people were saying, who the hell is Herb Jones? And now you got guys like Paul George saying out loud, 
that Herb Jones should be defensive player of the year. No matter what happens, whether he wins it or not, or whether he gets named all defense, mm-hmm. the fact that he's getting that sort of recognition this early uh, just sort of shows his ascension. And I think another thing to Herb's credit, beyond the fact that he's very beloved among fans, and I think not even just fans of the Pelicans, I think people across the league like watching him play, respect his game, and want to see him do well. Yeah. But the fact that the players seem to be his biggest advocates, the guys that go up against him mm-hmm. on a nightly basis that have to try to figure out a way to get baskets against him and get open, um, players, like you said, like Paul George, it seems like constantly the players are the ones that are talking on podcasts about how Herb Jones deserves recognition for the stuff that he does. I think the coaches also are in that category from mm-hmm. teams across the league. They understand you know, how much of an impact that he makes on the defensive end. But definitely the players are constantly saying, you know, this guy. And I think maybe to part of your point, too, in terms of the way he carries himself, I think the players respect the heck out of that as well. The fact that he's not a guy that is trying to get attention and he's not on social media all the time. He's not talking about how great I am or it's, if anything, he goes the other way. He doesn't want attention. Yeah, he look, just wants to play basketball. We're not trying to name names. <laughs> Brooks. We're not trying to, to call out anybody. <laughs> Green. But isn't it nice to have a defensive player who actually like plays strong defense and isn't trying to be a WWE villain? Yes. It's just great to see Herb Jones walk in in his sweats, ready to play ball. And I think sometimes I think people wonder if some of the guys that defense is their biggest strength if they feel like they don't get enough attention. So they kind of go overboard with Mm -hmm. seeking it. And so it's kind of refreshing to see Herb just be like, yeah, whether you want to give me credit or not, whether you want to talk about me or not, it doesn't really matter. I'm just here to do my job, help the team win, shut some people down, get some people uh, tweeting, not on Herb, not that he cares. And uh, just go home and maybe go fishing during yeah, the offseason. Yeah, maybe off go season. fishing. I was about to say, yeah. him and Jonas love to go fishing. Uh, just a low-key guy. I, I, you just love to see those guys who are so easy to root for, like a, like a Herb, like a Trey Murphy, you know, ascending uh, within the organization. Uh, Herb, of course, one of our favorites. And uh, our next guest, uh, Mr. Todd Graffinini, of course, if you have listened to the radio call, you know that he loves him, some Herb Jones. So we want to leave the man all the time we can so that he can... Can sing his praises because we got a lot to say about him and we are especially excited uh, as Jim said about his offensive output towards the end which we will talk about with our guest Mr. Todd Graffney. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, been too long since we got to talk to the man. Uh, I've missed him since the season ended, and I know you have. Mr. Todd Graffinini, our radio play-by-play voice. How you doing, man? I'm okay. Um, Joe and Jim, it's great to be here. Um, A little bittersweet that we're talking because, obviously, the playoffs are going on right now. And when you go back to last year and where we were at this time, we were about to play a game five in Phoenix and the, uh, the just atmosphere surrounding the entire franchise was just at an all-time high. I mean, well, not an all-time high, but pretty close. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, now here we are a year later and you're just watching everybody on TV. So it's yeah. good to talk to you. Other than that, it's great to talk to you. <laughs> Same. People have been like, hey, you've been paying attention to the playoff? I'm like, it's taking me a while. Yeah. Because it, it took me a while to want to watch basketball. I, I've, I've watched some of it, uh, full disclosure, but the Minnesota-Denver series, I can't bring myself to do it. I just oh, can't. Oh, yeah. yeah I just can't. Tough. Uh, we were talking a little smack about Draymond Green earlier, which was uh, fun and easy to do. Uh, but we were you know, also talking about how great it is to have our own defensive presence. That isn't just a constant, so, not, not someone trying to be a WWE villain. We have Herb Jones, who is low-key, easy to root for, and plays the game the right way. No doubt about it. it it's just been such a pleasure to be around Herb the last couple of years and, and just to see how he goes about his business on a daily basis because, you know, Jim, you've been doing this a very long time. It really, it's a cliche, but in Herb's case, it's true. You know, first to leave, first to get to the gym and last to leave. Um, I, I don't know if there's ever been a time when I've walked into the facility and Herb Jones wasn't already in there getting shots up. Mm -hmm. um, he, he truly puts the work in. We already know what he can do defensively, and he's really been that type of a defensive player coming out of college. But they knew this in Nashville. Remember when they when the team went to Nashville after Hurricane Ida hit, yes. and they weren't. Mm -hmm. They knew that Herb was going to be someone that they were not going to keep on the bench. He was going right. to have to play right away. Mm -hmm. So just to see how his game has evolved. And, you know, just looking at the numbers, he's been pretty consistent uh, numbers-wise. I think what hurt him this year was the fact that he had a lot of nagging injuries earlier in the year. For sure. And, mm -hmm. and, and never really got into the type of rhythm that we saw him get into at the end of the season where he, you know, had his legs under him, what have you. He just never was consistently in games the first part of the season. Yeah, it's funny when you mentioned the part about the first one in the gym. I think of how C.J. McCollum at one point this season basically said that he has to tell Herb sometimes, like, hey, man, you need to do something else besides being in the gym all the time. So um, sometimes you need to change your mindset a little bit and you know get away from it. But Herb is not interested in that whatsoever. No. And I do think that his – the amount of work that he put in, which is something that Herb talked about all season when people said to Herb, like, hey, you know, you've been a little inconsistent with your shot. What are you doing about it? And he would constantly say, the only thing I know is to just keep getting in the gym and spend hours and hours in there and just keep working on it. Like, I'm not getting the results that I was hoping for maybe in, you know, November, December, January. But look what happened in March and April. So I think Herb's response to, hey, maybe, you know, you're spending too much time in the gym is he's going to just double down and say, hey, I kept working at it, and look what it, the way it ended up in the end of the season. No, the three-point percentage really skyrocketed. I mean, what, he was around 50% for a while, yeah. you know, from uh, post-March 1st, which yep. is basically all-star break mm -hmm. on. So his his three-point shooting became very consistent. We saw him, you know, get to the get to the rim, slash to the rim, which is, I think, a very big part of his game, and that – added to what Brandon Ingram was doing, distributing the basketball. Um, so the field goal percentage was up. The free throw percentage was where he needed to be. Now, that dipped a little bit from last year where he was an 84% free throw shooter. I mean, that was really something that goes underrated for her because he really converts when he gets to the line. I mean, if he's 75% or more, that's pretty solid yep. uh, for what he's been doing because he gets to the line enough. But um, 
it really culminated in that Memphis Grizzlies game when he scored 35 points, which yeah. was a career high. And to see her get over the 30 point mark was just was awesome to see when you throw that on top of everything else that he does on the basketball court, which is basically Willie Green saying, OK, see, that's their best guy. Go stop him. Yeah. And, and that's that is the responsibility that Herb basically has on a night in and night out basis. I mean, how huge do you think it is that seeing that offensive jump in Herb? Obviously, we've we've known from the beginning what a defensive presence he is and how disruptive he is. And and to your point, he has to go guard uh, the other team's best man. But it was almost a, a detriment sometimes having him on the floor because there was just no offense in in place. But now, if you're going to sag off a of Herb and you're leaving him open. Uh, and those three-point shots start going in, it makes everyone more. Well, no, and you're right, Joe. And the key was to all of that, even though when he was struggling shooting the ball up until really March, he never stopped shooting. I mean, his confidence was always there because, as we hear all the time, Coach Green saying, you've got to trust the work. Yeah. And Herb puts in the work. So you got to keep shooting. And eventually it paid off, and... We saw what he did the last couple of months. Yeah, I mean, he had a stretch. You referenced this earlier. He had a stretch from three-point range where he was 13 for 18 over about a six- or seven-game span. Um, He made 15 out of 16 free throws at one stretch. Um, Actually, I think it was 17 for 18. He finished the regular season um, being almost like a 90% free throw shooter. So, like you said, um, he dealt with injuries, and I think that affected his overall numbers. He, he got it was really just hot. nagging stuff. Too. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, we talked about that with Jonas. Who, again, another one of your favorite players. Yeah, uh, we were talking about how, you, you know, Jonas never really went out. And he never had a big injury that that was uh, worrisome for on the on the report. But he dealt with little nagging stuff. Yeah. And again, long. he played 78 games last yeah. year. Did, did Herb. I mean, that was as reliable as you could possibly have him. what he mm-hmm. was doing night in and night out defensively. You just you got to have it. I mean, he has become a, a somebody who you know night in and night out is going to give you the type of effort that he does, and, and it's it's just huge for this team. I was just glad to see him close the season the way that he did. I yep. mean, he had some stretches. You know, you mentioned how he kept, he kept his confidence um, throughout, but he had a stretch where he was, you know, he might – it's tough when the ball doesn't come to you all the time, and he had a couple stretches where he was shooting air balls from three – and it was just, he was just off, but um, for him to kind of turn that around and, and finish the way he did was big, especially going into this off season. I think we're just going to keep expecting him to to get better and better on the offensive end. But I mean, he provides so many other things that it's not essential that he turns into some elite offensive player. I think if he continues to do what he did in March and April, that will be more than enough for it's the one Pelicans. Of the new stats uh, nowadays: the stocks. Uh, Jim, the yes. steals, steals and the and blocks. blocks yes. Yeah, um, just he he got over a hundred steals this year. Uh, I don't. He didn't have as many block shots this year. As a matter of fact, how I mean, many I, blocked threes? I, I, well, I did mention this, and, and just talking to John DeShazer and Jim, I don't know who keeps this stat, but he's got to be top two or three in blocking three point yeah. shots. This season, he's got to be. Yeah. I mean, I could think seven, eight, nine off the top of my head, and that just that does not happen. It just really doesn't. Yeah, his total blocks were down, like you said. Right. But he his permanent blocks. Um, he went from zero point nine as a rookie per thirty six to zero point eight. So it really wasn't that much of a again consistent. You but, just yeah, yeah. It was just his minutes were down this year right. because he played twelve fewer games, 
and his minutes average was slightly less. So his, I mean, all of his counting numbers, it's not really a fair comparison to his rookie year, but I mean, he, he still did, like you said, he had, uh, you don't want to shoot a three in his face because a lot of times he's going to send it back in your face. Yeah. And you, t- you talked about the minutes too, but at the end he was playing 38, 39 minutes in that Memphis mm-hmm. game that went to overtime. He played 44 minutes. So yeah. Willie Green knew at the end of ball games, and when you had to have him, he was he was out there. What, what do you think he offers in terms of versatility now? Because you saw her playing sort of that uh, R death lineup, playing at the five. Obviously, Larry Nance is going to take some of those minutes going forward when you need to, you know, sub out, play some small ball without JV. But you know, how important do you think that's going to be? You know, just the versatility he offers in, in terms of where you can rotate him on the floor. Well, it's a good question. I mean, if the if the three point shooting continues, I mean, you know, you he's your three and D guy. I, I mean, but you know, Herb's more of a corner three yeah. guy, Jim. Yeah. You, you know, you don't really picture him sitting on the wing right, or the and, and jacking the threes up yeah. because when he's on the corner, also he can slash and right. he can get to the rim. So I, I like where he is in the corners because that's going to give him a little more opportunity to score and space the floor, obviously, for all the other guys. But the consistency of the three-point shot if that remains the same as mm-hmm. we saw at the end of this year, then I don't see why he wouldn't become a much better offensive player uh, a year from now. And when you're talking about two-way players, you know, he got up to 9.8. He was nearly at the 10-point-per-game uh, average, which is pretty solid for him. Yep. Um, if he can get into the 12, 13-point range, then you're talking a major uptick, and that makes your offense much, much better. You know, and I think to what – Joe's point about his versatility, it's funny to think back that when he was coming out of college, I think a lot of people thought, you know, regardless of his size, that he was really more of like a power forward type player, even center coming out of college, because he wasn't really known for his offensive ability. So it's been a credit to him that he's been able to basically be the starting two guard the last couple of years on a regular basis. I I go back to the conversation I had doing a Pelicans podcast, actually, with the uh, voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide, Chris Stewart. And this was right when Herb was really starting to emerge. And, I mean, you go back to what he was doing last year at the beginning of the year. He was shooting almost 40% from three, and he was an 80% free throw shooter. And I asked Chris uh, Chris Stewart, I said, would you have ever imagined if I would have said two months into the season, into his first year as a pro, that Herb Jones would be shooting 40% from three yeah. and 80% from the free throw line? The response is one I'll never forget. He goes, Graf, not only would I have said no, but hell no. I'll well, never you, forget that. Yeah, you, you talked about how you, you know what you're getting with Herb, and, and, and you, know, you sort of uh, you know what to expect. He is consistent. So going into this offseason, I, I guess I wanted to ask you, what do you want to see uh, grow from Herb, or what do you want to see added to his game? But I guess it's almost more of the same. So yeah, instead, I, he wins I, the race. Yeah, I, you know, you want to say you want to see him – develop a mid-range i, I mean yeah. that's just to me that's not really what he's it's nitpicky at this it point is nitpicky i mean keep doing what you're doing defensively which is pretty darn good because you've got the respect of your peers you've got the respect of your teammates and your coaching staff uh on the defensive side and just you know keep doing what you're doing shooting the basketball stay on those corners slash through the bucket and he'll get he'll get points. Yeah, I think his value on offense is always going to be kind of looking around and seeing what they need. They need slashing. They need corner three-point shooting on a night-to-night basis. It's, it's going to depend. He's not going to be 
the guy that you say, okay, you need to get us 25 points, but it was nice to see this season that he could. He's capable 35. Yes. Right. And one quick note I'll add to what you said about speaking to Alabama broadcaster and Crimson Tide. Her first three seasons in college made seven, six, and one right. three-pointers. In the wow. entire season. In the entire season. His senior year, he made 20. So he made a total of 34 in his four years at Alabama. So, I mean, deeper three-point line in the NBA, the – I mean, you can tell the work that he's put in. He shot 29% from three in college, and he's been much better than that in the NBA. Yeah, I think gotta it was put CJ. The work in. Wasn't it CJ that was saying, like, man, you got to stop jacking up so many shots in practice. Like, you're taking too many shots. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and it apparently worked out. Yep. Uh, so, you know you, you know what you're going to get from Herb, and we just hope to see more of the same graph. Uh, you know, bummer not to hear you on the radio anymore uh, right now, but uh, we're just glad to, to see you in the building and, and to have an offseason back in the lab. Yes, back in the lab. I know those guys are going to be, uh, you know, some of them are going to be in and out across the street yeah. and, and doing what they need to do to get better for next year. But I know uh, Summer League is going to be big for some players, and uh, that's going to be uh, really the next kind of storyline after the draft, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll get to Summer League, and then, uh, I mean, October will be here before you know it. Yeah, back at it. So uh, we will uh, retool and begin a new graph. Great as always. Thanks for joining us on the Pelicans podcast. Thank you, gentlemen. Big thanks to Mr. Todd Graffanini. Always a delight to have him actually in studio here. Uh, Big thanks, of course, to Mr. Jim Eichenhofer, as always, for guiding me through the day. And big thanks to you for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Give me a follow on Twitter at jcar504 of course follow jim at jim underscore eichenhofer next week this will continue we will have five more of these player profiles gonna have trey murphy jose alvarado larry nance dyson daniels and Najee marshall you're not gonna want to miss it fun guests fun breakdowns as we sort of try to roll into this offseason and reflect so thanks for joining us we will talk to you once again on monday and until then Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.